Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I am joined by... My name's David Reedman. Great pleasure to be on your show today. It's a great album that you're due to be releasing in August. Medusa is absolutely awesome. It's proper old school rock. Yeah, love it, mate. Um, how excited are you getting now? The release date is nearly here. It, it feels good. I mean, it's taken me about a year and a half, which, you know, I went on it relaxed. That there's no record company involved in that respect, which in a way is a shame in some ways but uh it did mean that i could do what i wanted but of course getting to the point now where finally the cd came really just like probably about a week ago cool. it was a very special feeling you know when you've done it you're all yourself you know whenever you get a record i've made a few thank god but this means definitely something else because you've really been so a big part of it and, and in a way you've got to sort of put it away and keep coming back and having a look because otherwise you're too involved you know what i mean yeah absolutely and it's like i said it's a proper hard rock record um can you tell me about the immense title track Medu medusa and roxana's involvement yeah i mean i could tell you this massive romantic story i could tell you the truth but really depends <laughs> what you want i mean the truth is i came up with this with this idea with a medusa thing and uh it's a it's, it's not com not a complicated answer but um i got this idea for the front cover i'd asked joe but uh mellow from sledgehammer graphics who did the whole thing did a fantastic job he sent it back and i i was happy with what he'd done but i felt that we needed something happening in, in the middle and i had this idea i've always liked this medusa thing with you know with the snakes and the hair mm. and everything and i just thought it looks great you know what i mean so next thing the album's called medusa this is how it goes you know what i mean i mean i got a message from god or whatever i don't know the next thing it's called M medusa so i thought to myself well i'd like to have a track on this record called medusa you know, yeah. to sort of quite often you make a record and it's possible that title track is on, on, on the record. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up with, you know, Madame Medusa. Like I said, I like the whole concept of uh, turning people into stone and, and, and the whole thing of it. It's a great rock and roll thing in a way, but the, whole, the title Medusa, what can I tell you? And um, the track I'd written with a guy called uh, um, uh, Julian Sprutels in Belgium. Right. Uh, it was really just a basic track. It could have been anything could have gone on that track. And I basically turned it into uh, Madame Medusa, basically. And obviously, as you know, and any future listeners are going to know, we ended up with a young lady, Jessica Conte, doing uh, 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 guest vocals, because I felt that it needed a bit of a bit of a concept going on. So obviously I needed for the first time for myself to get somebody else involved on, on my records. Sort of yeah. Record. And getting uh, the bass player involved, the female bass player, um, like you said, um, I saw her on TikTok. All right, okay. <laughs> which is almost ridiculous, you know? It's, yeah. I could have said, well, you know, we go back, we go back years and all that business, but honestly, and I don't watch TikTok all day, believe me, it's no, just don't. nonsense, don't bother. It's nonsense. <laughs> But I think it was TikTok or something like that. And I knew she's playing on, on, on that track. And I just 
she sent me some video because I always try and make made some kind of videos. You know, recently someone said, when are you going to make a real video? <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. I was like, uh, OK, thank you. Uh -huh. um, yeah, you know, a real video these days is going to be a video in, in an old factory somewhere. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, I knew that she sent me some video. It's going to be great. It's going to be having obviously Jessica involved. I've been involved in the video and it gives it an extra dimension, you know, and that, that was really, really. And I, I thought it was nice also to involve her because, you know, she needs a break, you know, yeah, so yeah. me and hopefully it helps her in her career. Absolutely. And Jessica's vocals are absolutely phenomenal, aren't they? Just amazing. No, I, I think so. It's one of them. It's, it's, you know, you could have got like an operatic type sort of uh, singer involved, the, the usual way to go yeah. jessica likes rock but she's not necessarily she sings rock stuff i guess live but she's mm. not necessarily like the expected rock singer right you know I mean? she could probably do most stuff and i just uh -huh. found that she had a certain character going on that interested me and i thought you know the video of course that she sent me for that track was fantastic so yeah right. and i really love generation dead but it it reminds me of something and i can't put my finger on it it's Bon Jovi or something like that. <laughs> I can't, I can't put my finger on it. But anyway, can you tell us about that song? Well, um, well it's good and bad, isn't it? You know what I mean? It reminds you of something it's which good. hopefully makes the song better or, you know. Um, at the end of the day, it's definitely very influenced from uh, uh, early 90s, a style of music that was happening around that kind of time in a way. But still sort of 80s rock type some, somehow. Yeah, it's come oh, to me. It's Warren, Uncle Tom's cabin. Oh shit! And now, and now, and now it's a video. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> there is a certain influence in there, and I did actually read it on a comment somewhere, which suddenly yeah. disappeared on the video. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what can I tell you? You know, we're influenced by many things, and I yeah. did actually go and check out that track. Mm. Um, and there's a likeness for a moment. Only a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's definitely it's not like I've ripped the whole verse. Oh up no, not at all. Not at all. It's just, you know just I mean? reminding me. It's just it's a good like thing, this. isn't it? And yeah. it is a song that I that I always found incredible. So hey, yeah. you know, that, that's the way it goes. But this song actually I wrote um probably about 16 years ago. Really? Because I would yeah. say it's like very um today generation dead because lyric yeah. lyric wise it's 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 up to date you know a lot with, with a lot of this stuff on this record not everything but some of the songs i basically uh, um were written last week basically with with julian i wrote stuff with julian i wrote with different guitar players which mm. was different from the first record which i like to do you know and uh -huh. especially more more these days because uh, uh, it gets more guitar oriented then you know if a guitar player does his thing uh -huh. rather than it's just like me doing you know what i think or whatever mm -hmm. so that's that's what i definitely did and uh but this track i was looking through some some stuff that i obviously you've always got songs everywhere that yeah. you've done at some point and this was a track that i'd even suggested to Pink room 69 back in the day but with a different refrain i have to say uh -huh. so somehow the verse had something even though it reminded maybe of something else or whatever but you know the the direction and, and the fact that it rocks and everything but i knew i needed a different refrain and that's what i did and so the refrain is very up to date the basic of the song 
is quite old uh, guitar player that I worked with, and I gave him a part of the songs. A guy called a guy called Bram uh, Engelin. It's actually a Dutch guy, a very young guy. He's about twenty-three. Right. So he brought in that young aspect, you could say, to, to the yeah. song. And of course, the lyrics are about the situation at the moment. You know, not just that we've we've got Corona and wars. We have a serious problem with the radio. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I I do a bit of voluntary work, and um, honestly, they have the capital radio on, and it's just shit. It's abs, and and it's and the last she's so annoyed. She says this tune's banging, and I'm like, that's not banging. That's just well, that's it. That's it. You know, if I'm in a radio, if I'm on a car with someone, and you have to listen to their radio, I'm like, uh, you know, come station or. Well, I do work, I have to work as well. I work part-time somewhere and generally we don't have the radio going. Oh, we did. See, I'm, I'm uh, getting my CDs to send off. Obviously, Brilliant. I did, a, I did a, a GoFundMe thing at the beginning so people could like pre-order it. Uh-huh. So uh, I got a lot of orders from America, like bulk for shops Brilliant. and also from Brazil. So I think I've got wow. rid of about 250 at the moment. Wow. Between, which is not one, I'll buy one in a bit. After this, I'll buy one. Right, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks okay. Um, so how would you compare Medusa to your previous albums with Pink Cream 69, even Tank? And how would you compare it? I just think that, you know, when you make a solo record, you, 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 you can't go too far away from what you've done in the past. Well, you could, you could do whatever you want, I guess. But yeah. if you want, obviously, your fan base to, to accept what you've done, I guess, and to help, help support what you're doing, then you're going to pre- probably going to stick with what you've done in the past and what you like to do, I guess. Yeah. But I probably did more what I partic- what I personally want to do. You know, I'd like to think that in some songs, they touch a little bit on what I call modern, maybe not to other people. Like Fallen, for example, you could say it's got a an heavier edge to it that we might not necessarily do with Pink Cream 69. Yeah. Our later tracks, uh, Summer Wine, where I know that Pink Cream 69 wouldn't have touched this, this track. It's it's a melodic track. It reminds me a bit of the back in the day, basically. It might not necessarily fit on the record, but it's something that I like to do, maybe acoustic-wise. It's a good acoustic song. And it goes back to the, the first solo record that I did a little bit. Also, I had a bit, you know, you've got to kind of experiment a little bit and do your own thing, what you what you enjoy doing, of course, which is really important. Yeah. But also, you've got to, I don't want people to think, oh, this record's kind of a bit too far away from the first one that I really liked and paid for. You know what I mean? And, and it's just a fine line between sort of enjoying yourself, doing a bit of different different stuff. Uh, and I'm the boss. I can do whatever I want. And, yeah. you know, when you're in a band, obviously that thing from 69, very democratic band, you know, decisions are being made. We make A, B less. And it's possible that a song you really find, you think is really strong, doesn't make the record. It can be a bit disappointing sometimes, you know, so. Right, I was watching uh, the feed from Masters of Rock that you've just recently played, and the chap saying that you reminded him of David Coverdale, but you are better than David Coverdale. How amazing is that for you to hear? Yeah, that's cool. It's actually that I made that obviously that video on my on my YouTube channel. Obviously, yeah. I'm trying to you know connect with the people and all. That's why it all started to make to make this record, of course. Yeah. I honestly probably wouldn't have made it a second record. It's such a monster. 
to, to, to do it unless you're doing it on a regular basis and you know exactly where what to do and everything yeah. but it was really a monster but um this guy i think i met him before and and, and i had my phone i was trying to film a little bit and he was talking to me i said come on let's let's film this because i just thought he was such yeah. a cool guy i was Czech republic you know and he's probably uh -huh. just you know completely pissed and uh <laughs> having a really good time you know what yeah. i mean possibly even sleeping in the bushes you know what i mean but um <laughs> No, that's a cool thing. I, I didn't leave it on there as in really what he had to necessarily say, uh, because I hear it a lot because I do like attribute stuff uh, as far as uh, White Snake stuff is concerned. And uh, right. that I did grow up with, I was like 17. I had, when I was 17, the, the 87 record came out. I'd, I'd heard the earlier stuff a bit, but right. that was a massive influence on me, and yeah. uh, which, which, which is there to haunt you for the rest of your life in a way. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I particularly try to to do the Coverdale thing, but it's something that the way he sings that I I, I do like that kind of style. Also, like Paul Rogers, uh -huh. uh, uh, Led Zepp, stuff like that. Big fan, and and uh, it's a big influence on me. And, and yeah. uh, of course, if somebody says that, it's it's a big compliment. What can it I is tell major, you? man. Honestly, yeah, I can see what you were saying as well. Absolutely. But you've you know. got your own unique style as well, so it's cool. Um, so how was it at Masters of Rock? It's in Czechoslovakia, as, as I know. Um, with Pink Cream 69, how was it? I was, I was just fantastic, man. I mean, you know, we've been at home basically for the last couple of years. And I, like I said before, I'm out there quite often doing different stuff, yeah. which is really, really fantastic. And uh, so I've been about this this year doing bits and bats and, and get, getting around. Not as much as I'd like to do mm -hmm. by any means, but it's been pretty good. So to do a festival like this, which is just massive, you know, and in, in a way I'd forgotten, honestly, you know, you get there, you stay in the hotel, travel was a bit sort of, um, you know, I flew to Austria first, and then we traveled three and a half hours in a, like a transporter type bus over the border. Funny enough, like I said on, on the vlog, actually, nobody even remotely wanted to look at my passport which is sort of weird you know what i mean yeah. obviously i'm traveling from europe but i'm used yeah. to now being not part of europe anymore yeah obviously a british passport mm -hmm. and it's funny i took it with me and i i'm now replacing it basically but I, obviously i wait to do this trip first yeah. before i started to go through the rigmarole of, of you know redoing yeah. my passport but to think that nobody actually was interested in my passport <laughs> at all but if I wouldn't have had it with, with me, it would have been, yeah, sort of yeah. like that's how it is. But, um, no, it was fantastic. Got there, got on stage, and then realized, oh, shit, there's a lot of people uh here today, yeah. And it was, I've played there a few times, but it was better than ever. Uh -huh. Everybody was really there, even at that time when we played about six o'clock, it was a good slot, you yeah. know. I think earlier people are still sort of getting up and, and shaking yeah. off the hangovers, you know yeah. what I mean? It did rain a bit through the day. Um, but I think because of what's happened over the last few years, everybody was so enthusiastic. Everybody was so friendly backstage more than ever because everybody's just ready to get going with this and just somehow get back to some kind of no some kind of normal, you know. And for us, you know, we practiced a couple of times in the last two and a half years. The guys have practiced uh, on their own basically without me, which can't be difficult. Uh, can't be easy. Uh -huh. And um, it's the only way I live. I live further away. And, um, you know, we went on stage and, and we, and that was our first gig in two and a half years, you know what I mean? So we're still in front of, uh, I don't know, 10,000 people, you know what I mean? I mean, you should actually probably go somewhere else and do a secret gig, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't like that shit. Just go for it and have a good time. And it, it was really, 
was really cool. Sounds amazing. Plans to get out on the road with the album and hopefully get back over to the UK at some stage. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I, I think so. I already had some 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 kind of offers in a way. You know, it's it's obviously putting some sort of band together that works. You know, yeah. I mean, I remember with the first record I played, I played in the UK. I played uh, Bradford uh, Firefest. All right, yeah. I was in Bradford and Nottingham, Nottingham. Right. Uh, and then awesome. I played in, in Kokrada, which is on the border to, to Germany, in, in, in the Netherlands. Uh -huh. like uh, also a great festival there. And I remember it was sort of weird because everybody wanted to be in the band, you know, because on, on, on this record is like 25 yeah. guitar players, 180 bass players, three drummers, you know. Yeah. And that's something that has to be considered, you know, if somebody obviously wanted to do this and wanted uh -huh. to wanted do this i'd have to get some kind of some kind of ba uh, band together but i mean that's definitely definitely on the cards because like i said i do a lot of stuff i'm so used to turning up and jamming and doing this and whatever it's easy for me to do that but not uh -huh. necessarily for other musicians but right. let's see let's see what happens let's hope that you know we stay <laughs> in a good healthy way and, hope so. uh, yeah <laughs> continue i mean at the moment it's just fantastic Cool. So what's going to be happening with Tank? Are you hopeful to do any work with them in the future? Well, the last gig I played with those guys was in, in Japan. Okay. Wow. We did two shows in Japan. Okay. Uh, same place. So obviously we set up, did the show, and then basically went home, came back, and, you know, played the gig again at the same place, which was, uh, <laughs> which was funny, you know. Um, and before that, we were in Australia. Uh-huh was just i mean just mind-blowing just absolutely so fantastic check out my youtube i did a vlog on that as well okay we'll do and um yeah i mean there's, there's been a bit of contact a couple of gigs we had but it was still in the difficult times and we ended up not doing it because for me it was a bit it's got a bit difficult for me uh -huh. to you know, pull it off and since then i haven't heard much to be honest all right quiet on 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 the on the tank from uh in that respect but who knows i really don't know sure. i really i hope that we can we can we can carry on but i think we've realized that we, it's better just take a bit of a break and just i think uh, a mix doing the white spirit thing right he's just released that now which is a record that they made many years ago and they've revamped it so let's see yeah well i saw tank um in mons in belgium at the ppm fest uh it was fantastic it was brilliant that was said peter it was uh fronting then but yeah, okay. that's a shame that festival's not going anymore because that was just absolutely brilliant. The PPM. Did you ever go there? As a oh, possibly, I've I've heard of it. Obviously, I'm not that far. I'm in the Netherlands now. Yeah, yeah not too far away from from Belgium. And Belgium, I always say, um, it's quite a place, you know. I love <laughs> Belgium. Uh, I love Belgium. It, it's very different in, in that respect. It's obviously you go over the border; they still speak the languages as in as in here. But the 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 the, the organisation that they have here, the lifestyle sort of goes out the window, and then there's Belgium. Amazing place, <laughs> honestly. I've got friends in Flanders, and um, I made a lot of friends down in Mons. Um, I haven't been back since, obviously, because of the pandemic. But I've been about eight times, and people are like, "Why do you like Belgium? It's just, it's just something about it. The beer, everything's so good. It's just amazing. I love it there." And I've been to Holland a few times too, obviously. I mean, Netherlands, sorry. Um, um, okay, so next one is, are you glad you started in the music industry back when you did rather than today? 
Yeah, I think so. I think in a way, I've always said, in a way, I was a bit too late somehow. You know, I've always felt that, you know, if I'd have been, I wouldn't like to be older now, but <laughs> yeah, but a bit older and maybe you know got into the scene a bit bit earlier in in down London. You know what I mean? If I'd yeah, have, yeah. You know, got into the right places at the right time. Maybe, I, maybe I'd have been doing other things in, in respect. I'd like to think you, you do. You do mm. consider what if from your career and everything. Do, yeah. But uh, no, I think so. I think these days it's still possible to have a certain level of success with with bands. But you know, obviously selling records and and and, and all that kind of stuff's all gone. And I was obviously lucky to. I came to Germany and I signed exclusive to Sony Music. Right. Uh, so it was a, it was obviously a major uh, record company. So I had a moment of glory, as in flying around first class, uh, getting some kind of wage, yeah, selling records. Uh, money wasn't really an obstacle at that time, you know what I mean? And we made some we made some very expensive videos. So I was lucky that I could, you know, lavish in that kind of uh, thing at that time. A lot of people who are doing it now, kids and stuff like that, they're never gonna. Mm. ever be able to uh, witness that you know what i mean but there are still artists out there you know be it pop or rock artists who've, who've never changed you know they've always gone for a year in the studio and somebody pays it and stuff like that so no i think it's good i think i've been very lucky and uh to have both sides the the amazing side you know where things were really good and of course now where cutting corners a lot you know you're mm. doing a lot yourself you're still striving to to still make the music that you love because at the end of the day once it's in the bloodstream it's difficult to get rid of it absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely man okay then so can you complete this sentence for me everybody needs the juicer in their lives because because you never know when the right time comes to be turned to stone <laughs> that's a good answer <laughs> love it um so what song from any band sums up how you're feeling today how am i feeling today hmm i'd say good enough is it called good enough from van halen all right okay. um the i think the first record with uh sammy hagar excellent love it okay um if you could change the world with two wishes what would you choose um I'd say that we, the first wish is we go back right to the beginning where we started, where there was no disease, that we live from the land, that we made our own choices if we eat meat or whatever we're going to eat, we have to deal with it ourselves. Um, and hopefully, what I imagine, it must have been an amazing place, you know, yeah. before we destroyed it. And the second one would be, um, I think I think one's enough. All right, that's a brilliant answer. All right, and so how can we keep in contact with you? Obviously, with your YouTube blog, how often do you post up on there? I try. I try. Recently, I posted a lot of videos. Right, right. <laughs> it was like I think it was like too many videos and so little time. <laughs> and uh, now I try every week. There's going to be a, there's, it's time for a, a, another video. I guess it's like one of those things, you know obviously you start that youtube thing and you obviously you're going for that thousand subscribers you know 
and yeah. hard work, yeah. man. That's hard you work. Know, now, if I was uh, selling sex toys or something like that, or if I had a very yeah. sexy girlfriend who went naked every week, it's very possible that I might get those thousand subscribers very yeah. quick. Yeah. With this kind of thing, even though there's people involved and the support's been amazing and, yeah. and everything. Um, you know, I think I'm I think I'm not far from 800 maybe, but it's taken wow. a long time. And I I do try to uh, post a, a, as much as possible, but it's sometimes frustrating in respect that you get these guys who are diving to the bottom of the ocean up and picking up iPhones and they've got like 10,000 people watching oh, yeah. the video in two days, you know, and I'm oh, yeah. basically I know. You know, pouring my heart out about my latest release when I, I get about 80, 80 views. But hey, you carry on and okay. I am not complaining. It has been amazing. It has been yeah. an amazing journey and I try to post at least once every week. I did go live from time to time, which was quite enjoyable. Right. And I should, I should start with it. But, um, Brilliant. I, well, I thank you so much for your time. Like I said, I'll be buying the album in a minute after I've come off here. Um, do you have any final words for your fans, our viewers and listeners? Absolutely. The record's out. You can pre-order it. Uh, you will then get a nice poster from me. Cool. Right here. You get a cool poster. Sign personally for you, signed again, and I'll Brilliant. get it off to you basically as soon as possible, even though the, the UK are very strange now about sending stuff. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, we'll, yeah, we'll make it we'll make it work. Yeah, and man. um thanks so much for listening, obviously, to this interview that we just did now and uh, keep rocking. I just need to find the answer.